Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 262 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue, as we continue with September the 14th to 20th, 3rd Nephi 8-11, to 11, Arise and Come Forth Unto Me. And today we're going to conclude Chapter 10 of 3rd Nephi and move into 3rd Nephi 11. Uh, we're getting to the stage now where we are really going to get to a wonderful point of this sacred book. But in 3rd Nephi, chapter 10, verse 14, first of all, we learn about the importance of the scriptures uh, and how they testify of Christ and how we need to search them and use them well. Uh, in verse 14, it says, And now whoso readeth, let him understand. He that hath the scriptures, let him search them and see and behold, if all these deaths and destructors by fire and by smoke and by tempests and by whirlwinds and by the opening of the earth to receive them. And all these things are not until the fulfilling of the prophecies of many of the holy prophets. Uh, we are being told here by Mormon uh, that, you know, we need to make sure that we are using the scriptures uh, to to warn us to read the prophecies of the prophets. All the things that happened to these Nephites had been prophesied to them, uh, and yet some were still not were still were still foolish enough to listen to them. Theodore A. Tuttle uh, said this quote: "Few things sponsor spiritual growth more than studying the scriptures." The Savior said, "He that hath the scriptures, let him search them and see." Uh, the Lord has promised that if you will search, you'll see marvellous spiritual truths that will persuade you to return to Christ as your great exemplar. You will be strengthened in your desire to make covenants with the Lord, to receive the ordinances and to serve. Close quote. First of all, let me note there that it was actually the Saviour that said those words, not Mormon. Uh, but Mormon does go into a little narrative um, intermission into uh, in a moment. Uh, but um, this is a real blessing to us to know that we have the scriptures and reading and really studying the scriptures in, in whatever way is best for us uh, is a real boost to our spirituality and to our closeness with the Saviour. We may find it easier to focus study on our own uh, and to just read through the scriptures. Um, you know, chronologi- chronologically, we may find it easier on, on our own to study by topic. We may find it easier to use podcasts and read the scriptures. We may find it easier to discuss it in groups and read the scriptures. Uh, However it suits our learning style best, uh, we should aim to try and do that as much as possible on a regular daily basis uh, so that we can then receive the blessing uh, of of this great um, spirituality in our lives. And the great blessing is, is that if you do learn better in discussion with others or in groups or whatever, we have the technology now to do that virtually very quickly, uh, which is a wonderful gift. Verse 19, we have this intermission by um, Mormon. He says that, um, you know, at the ending of 30 and 4th year, he will show us the Nephites who were spared and the great fathers. And in verse 19, he says, showing, meaning Christ, showing his body unto them and administering unto them and an account of his ministry shall be given hereafter. Therefore, for this time, I make an end of my sayings which is interesting because it's clear here that Mormon takes a pause, whether it is because he has got a lot going on in his life, you know, he's got a child to raise or he's got a war to fight or, you know, there's just always had to move perhaps uh, the records. Um, Whatever it is, there's clearly something going on in his life, which means he can't devote the full attention to this part of the record. And clearly to him, this part of the record, because he is anticipating being able to record this down, uh, this part of the record is an important part uh, to him, and rightly so. 
For as we turn to 3 Nephi chapter 11, verse 1, uh, we see that the people are gathered about the temple. Uh, in verse 1, it says, And now it came to pass that there were a great multitude gathered together of the land of, of the people of Nephi round about the temple, which was the, in the land bountiful. And they were marveling and wondering one with another, and were showing one to another the great and marvelous change which had taken place. Now, I think there's a few interesting things here with this first verse. Uh, it's first of all interesting to note that we don't really hear of the land bountiful uh, until this stage. Um, there is one other time we hear of it, of course, sp specifically, and that is when uh, the land bountiful is the name given by Lehi and his family to the bounteous, um, fruitful part of the wilderness that they reach at the end of their wilderness journey when they reach the sea to cross to the promised land. That land was also called Bountiful. And I do wonder if there is an interesting link there between the two. Ne Lehi's family had travelled for days in dreariness, uh, in sojourn. Uh, we, you know, Nephi often mentions that it was, you know, eight years of sojourn and uh, that their, and Lemuel mentioned that their trials in the wilderness were difficult. And we don't really have much about their journey in the actual wilderness. Um, but they reach the end of this long sojourn and then they find this beautiful bounteous, marvellous place, a place where, where in which many of them were happy just to stay there and live for the rest of their lives. Uh, obviously not seeing the great vision that the, the, the father had for there to be a great nation uh, from this people, not just a small group that were living in a place that fitted their needs at that time. It's interesting that they called that land Bountiful, and then this land is also called Bountiful, the land in which the Nephites had been living in a sojourn for at least three days in darkness, um, but of course, we don't know uh, how long uh, it was since that uh, cataclysmic event happened. And between that and when the Saviour actually physically appears to the Nephites, it could be in a matter of days, weeks, even months. Uh, we see it was at the end of the 30th and 4th year from uh, Mormon's words in chapter 10. And we know that all this happened in the first month of the, of the 13th and 4th year. So it is quite significant, I think, the amount of time. Um, and they were marvelling one with another about the great change that had taken place. And again, we mentioned this before, that there was obviously a great change physically in the land. You know, some cities have been destroyed, some cities were lost, and other things like that. But obviously, there's a great change in the people. They were ready uh, for this uh, event, which they weren't aware that was going to happen imminently. Robert J. Matthews uh, said this, quote, those who survived the tumult and witnessed these events were the more righteous ones. The wicked were slain in destruction. After all these things had happened to them, they could not ever be casual or indifferent about the gospel of Jesus Christ and the true purpose of life. They were ready to see, hear, and participate in the personal ministry of Jesus, their Lord and Redeemer. Close quote. A wonderful blessing indeed. And they were talking about this Christ and about whom the sign had been given. And then in verse 3, it says, And it came to pass that while they were thus conversing one with another, they heard a voice as if it came out of heaven, and they cast their eyes round about, for they understood not the voice which they heard. And it was not a harsh voice, neither was it a loud voice. Nevertheless, and notwithstanding it being a small voice, it had pierced them to their, that did hear to the very centre, insomuch that there was no part of their frame that it did not cause to them to quake. And it pierced them to the very soul, and it caused their hearts to burn. So let's talk about this voice. Um, we know that it is the voice of the Father testifying of, their, of his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Spirit. And um, we know that it was a, a small, a still small voice. Elder David A. Bednar has said this about this voice, quote, 
In the scriptures, the influence of the Holy Ghost frequently is described as a still, small voice and a voice of perfect mildness. Because the Saviour whispers to us gently and delicately, it is easy to understand why we should shun inappropriate media, pornography and harmful addictive substances and behaviours. These tools of the adversary can impair and eventually destroy our capacity to recognise and respond to the subtle messages from God delivered by the power of his Holy Spirit. Each of us should consider seriously and ponder prayerfully how we can reject the devil's enticements and righteously apply unto it even the spirit of revelation in our personal lives and families. Close quote. We are able to receive the, the blessing of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of revelation in our lives. It is something that is promised to all children of our Heavenly Father who have received the gift of the Holy Ghost as a constant companion. That is something that is promised to us if we are righteous and we are faithful to the covenants that we have made at baptism. So I think that, you know, this is clearly something which is important, but it's also important to be able to listen to this voice. Tomorrow we will uh, discuss the people's reaction, the initial reaction to this silver small voice. And interestingly, interestingly, where did they look to to see the response to that voice or to hear what had just been said? Um, you know, it's very easy in our very busy and very um, purposeful lives to lose that focus on this, on the still, on the sorry, the the sound of the still small voice, because you know it is still and small. And so that's why we need to take the opportunity to ponder over our prayers and scriptures rather than just tick them off on our to-do list and then move on. It's a very important part of the process to receive the fullest blessings available. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do join us again tomorrow. You can share, review and subscribe to the podcast and you'll get updates on new episodes daily. You can also join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session at Gmail, um, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session, which is um, a Facebook group. And so, yeah, it'd be great to see you there and hear your thoughts on what you've been studying. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you've got any feedback or if you'd like to join on a future podcast episode. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>